In 2010, Canadian rock band Hawk Nelson went into the studio to record an album that would be reminiscent of their earlier musical efforts. The lack of rock influence on more recent albums had left singer Jason Dunn hating it. When they went in to record this album, Dunn said, I had kind of tapped out completely. That was Hawk Nelson's crazy love. And this is God, fellas! Welcome to Godfellas, the podcast that's ready to rock! Jimmy, I thought you pulled up the outline. Oh, I didn't have it on me. I'm sorry. Oh, you have to <laughs> edit. Okay. You know, it's okay. Uh, I think we should Yeah. History. Listen to our feast manners. We'll go back to the. Is there something that I'm missing? Yeah, you're supposed to I'm go Pastor first. I'm Pastor Jimmy. Oh, <laughs> I'm first. Oh. oh, I'm so sorry. It's cool. It's okay. cool. Here we go. Ready to rock. I'm Pastor Jimmy. I'm Hannah Nelson. <laughs> and I'm Mr. Zach. Uh, and yeah, tonight we're doing a bit of a live listen through Hawk Nelson's last album with singer uh, Jason Dunn. This was recently inspired by um, the podcast Labeled, where Matt Carter interviews uh, people who were on and involved in the Tooth and Nail uh, record label. Uh, Jimmy and Hannah, do you have any, like, do I when I say Tooth and Nail record label, does that mean anything to you or no? Only because you listened to that podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, no. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I recognize the name Tooth and Nail. Is that the label the Almost was under? Yes, yes. Yeah, and, okay. and so Under Oath I, I and, and under Emory. Oath. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha, yeah. I was big into the Almost for the one album, and that's and I just recognized that name. Nice. From nice. it. So So that's it. Cool. Well, let, so let's talk about um I discovered Hawk Nelson kind of by accident, I was at a Best Buy and I saw their album cover for their first album, Letters to the President, um, where they're all like wearing black and they're in a classroom. And I was like, well, this looks like a fun kind of pop punky thing. And my mom was sort of like, I don't know about this one, but she still let me buy it. And I'm sitting in the car, three tracks in, and the song Every Little Thing comes on with the lyric, she's got perfect reasons, says she loves to talk to Jesus. And I was like, wait a minute, this is a Christian band? Oh my goodness, mom! <laughs> like, I remember, like, just, like, giving the CD to my parents and being like, play this in the car. And they were just like, oh, oh okay. But uh, let's go, let's go back. This is kind of when we were all middle school, maybe early high school, somewhere in that time period. So what kind of music were we listening to back then? I don't want to say. I was a Glee fan. That's fine. That's fine. Is it? Why wouldn't it be? I mean, listen, you were young. Yeah. I was. 
Yeah. So I listen to a lot of Glee. That's how I learned a lot of music. People will often ask me how I know a lot of music. And I'm honestly like, they did it on Glee. So that's how I know it. Otherwise, I did really do, I, I, I did listen to a lot of like radio. So the big pop hits. Um, yeah, Hannah, I've kind of noticed you're not really like a big band person. No. Because I, I remember before we started dating, me asking you like what some of your favorite albums were, and you were kind of like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, you gave me a list, but like even then I thought it was like kind of interesting. But... I really liked, I, I like songs. There's yeah. not many albums that I would listen to all the way through. There's a few. Um, I think the first album I ever really like original music I listened to, because like I would listen to like Disney albums all the way through. Uh, not like Disney soundtrack, like someone burned a CD of like Disney hits. Their and favorites, I listened to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first album I really listened to like all the way through was probably like Adele's 25 album, which came out when I was a senior in high school. So that's pretty late in life. Wow. <laughs> LOL. Hey. Um, <laughs> but um, otherwise, no, I really like um, Olivia Rodrigo's albums. Those are the only ones I actually like listen to all the way through. So, uh, stream guts, everybody. Yeah, yeah um, it's not bad. It's pretty good. Uh, but I was also not really a punk fan, so yeah. Sure. If you're asking me if I was familiar with Hawk Nelson, yeah, were you? No. Like ever before me bringing this up? Mm, no. Like if I say drops in the ocean, that doesn't mean anything nope. to you, really. Nope. If you wanna know, just how I nope. can go look at my. That is shocking to me. I remember there was one band, so. I went to a private Christian school, right? We all know this, right? Hannah, we've heard this a million times. When I was in elementary school, one of the schools we were at, they would have like kids chapel and they would play like music videos of Christian bands before chapel. And I don't know what band this is, but it was a group of guys. And like the music video theme was like toothpaste, like they were selling a toothpaste. And I remember loving the song. But I have no idea who the band was, and I can't remember the song. So if anyone out there knows of a music video with toothpaste, let me know. That sounds okay? like uh, that sounds like Stellar Cart to me. But wait, what? I could be wrong. Stellar Cart. That might be it. Wait, hold on. Folks, we're, ma- we're making history today. Please. <laughs> Stellar Cart was like uh, in my mind a t- like two tiers under uh, Hawk Nelson, but I still had their first two albums. Because that sounds uh, kind of familiar. I don't know. All around me is it Flyleaf? Is the no, no. That's the no. I'm alive. I can feel you all around, <laughs> all around me. Oh my gosh, Zach! What? It was Stellar Cart. The song is called Activate. Yes, I know that song. So here I am. It's three a.m. I don't know where to begin. I'm drowning out. I feel like I'm the towel in. No, 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 no. I can't get the start finished. Wait, no, that's procrastinating. I'm wrong. No, but I know exactly what you're talking about, though. Yeah, wrong yeah. song. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> what were you listening to? <laughs> yeah. So uh, emo is not a phase, mom. It's who I yeah. am. So I'm, I listen to the same bands in high school as I listen to now. Nice. Uh, <laughs> they just they just got older, and so have I. Uh, so, and they like, all got back together. Honestly, yeah, right. Uh, Mayday Parade, Taking Back Sunday, uh, The Used, Blink One Eighty Two, All Time Low, Panic at the Disco. So all that all that kind of stuff. So um, I was familiar with a few. Hawk Nelson songs. I don't know if we're going into our Hawk no, Nelson go, yeah, history, yeah, yeah. but I was only familiar with 
the song Zero, and I liked it. Bomb, 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 bomb. That one. Bomb, yeah. bomb, bomb. Yeah. Yep. Because in from in the summer of eighth grade, going into ninth grade at at day camp, I was a I was a volunteer, and my friend sister gave him her old iPod, and then it was his birthday. So then he said, Jimmy, you don't have a computer. You don't have nothing. We like the same kind of music as you like the same kind of music as my sister and I. So here's an iPod, an iPod. And that was like my gateway. And they only had the one song on that one from Hawk Nelson. Mm-hmm. But that really also influenced like that's how I learned about the Academy is um, Ann Arbor and a few. So from that pod, from that uh, from that iPod. So the Academy is Caleb and, and Tiffany. Yeah, dude, the first <laughs> What is it? Almost there? That that album is not a bad track. I was obsessed with the um da attention, attention, man. Attention. Have all your, can I have all your... Bah, 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 it's bah, so bah, good. It's so good. Yeah. Uh. And then one song by Hawk Nelson. <laughs> that and that's zero. honestly one of their I know I know that, that one like had a music video and like got them a yeah. lot of success. That one is what was one of the least interesting ones. That one from album one to album two, because Hannah and I listened to some of them in the car earlier, and I was like, Hawk Nelson's first album is very like, here's the songs we play live, and maybe they wrote a few more for the studio. Like Some of them seem a little less put together, um, but mm-hmm. all together, I'm like, the first album, I think, is a really solid first like pop punk album with like mm-hmm. maybe some goofy lyrics, but that's also like pop punk <laughs> in a, in yeah. a way. And then the second album, it feels like they have some of that, but it's also like now, oh hey, like Christian radio. And then kind of going going on, album three, I was totally checked out because it was very like, you know, I'm kind of with the lead singer of the of the band, <laughs> where I was less interested too. Um, and then I remember hearing some songs from the album we're gonna talk about tonight, Crazy Love. I was working at the Salvation Army in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And they just had like the Christian radio on all the time. And the one of the songs we're actually gonna talk about quite a bit tonight is uh is on is on that album. Uh so but we'll get into that later. Uh I have a little bit of history. Uh Ooh. I've I've been talking a lot though. Should I keep reading it or does someone else want to read it? I don't have the outline pulled up, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> That's fine. I could try to read it from your t- No, it's okay. I'll read it. Unless Jimmy wants to read it. I'll read one. You read the first. You set the stage. Okay, I'll read. I'll read half. All right. You say. Can you say popcorn when you're done? Yeah. Yes. There we go. All right. Hawk Nelson was a Christian pop punk band that some called Christian Good Charlotte. Their first album, Letters to the President, was a fast-paced rock record that catapulted them into more success. After their career went on, they embraced a more radio rock vibe, which landed them sold-out arenas and lots of record sales. Lead singer Jason Dunn grew to hate where the band ended up and would spend his time off getting drunk and brawling in bars. Popcorn. Dunn's contract required one more album from him. Dunn said of that album, I just wrote a bunch of random crappy lyrics, recorded them. The funny thing is, I sarcastically wrote a song called Your Love is a Mystery, and it was a complete mockery of Christianity because I was so tapped out at this point. I put every cliche Christian statement on a lyric sheet and recorded it. And it became one of our longest lasting number one songs on Christian radio. It was all a joke. Thoughts before we get into this album? <laughs> it's it's amazing. So he was he was tapped out. If if we're going into transparency mode, um, 
ladies and gentlemen, listeners, I don't know if you know know the story. Let me turn the lights back on. Yes. Auto lights so you can see me, even though you can't <laughs> see me listening. But um, so I went to a Christian college like Hannah, a different one. And um, when I went into the Christian college, I was just kind of like going to church, but I didn't really believe like Christianity was like I was as Christian as I was Irish. Right. Like I wasn't <laughs> born in Ireland. But if you ask me what my heritage is, I would say, you know, Irish. Right. That's where my grandparents are from. I inherited that. But it's just the thing on a sheet. Went to a Christian school and I was the chaplain of the class so like the pastor so like there's class president and all that stuff i got myself into chaplainship and really didn't believe and did all this stuff so i could see how you can it's part it's it's money it's a job not that i got paid being a chaplain but you could do things for the kingdom and still not believe at that point so i i don't know if i'm not gonna say that oh how dare he but I, I get where he could come from and I could see how that could happen. Especially I wasn't making money. I was just going to school. This was voluntary. If you're, you're contractually ob- obligated and this is your livelihood, I could see how you could put on the show. And uh, there's other rock bands that I've heard of that have done similar things. You just write the song South park. They put together a great Christian album. I mean, <laughs> and well, I know it. And I've even said in the past, there's been moments where like, I've, you know, had my own like doubts and questioning, but I've been like, gosh, I, I have to believe otherwise it's like, otherwise I don't have a job, you know? And like now, yeah. you, you know, and that was a, a long time ago, but it's something that I, I kind of pondered where I was like, if I were to like walk away from the faith, I would, I would lose everything, you know? Um, which can be a scary thought, but I, I mean, especially when you're at this level of celebrity, cause like they were opening for Toby Mac and selling out arenas, which like sounds kind of goofy because we like rag on that all the time. But like Toby Mac is like, he makes a lot of money and like, he really like he, we're talking arenas, stadiums, all of that. He packs it out. So them to be just like one of the opening acts consistently, like, I think he even does a collab on one of their songs on an earlier album. Like, like they were no joke. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. You know, I, but at the same time, I do think, unfortunately, it is easy to put on the song and dance when you know the language or like the lingo of Christianity. You know what I mean? It's very easy to get up and say trite nonsense, Mm -hmm. which is why I'm such a big encourager of make sure you're spending your time like with Jesus and reading the Bible. And because at the same time, I think it's so easy, um, just to get caught up in like, well, this is what my pastor says, or this is what this person says. And like, the truth is we don't know what, you know, these people that sometimes we put on pedestals are are going through, you know, and I'm not, and again, that's not me saying like abandon your leaders and don't go to church. I'm not saying that I'm saying, you know, don't, <laughs> the buck shouldn't stop with, you know, the leadership in your life. It, it should, you need to, if you want to pursue a relationship with Christ, that's, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, just a little fact check. Um, Toby Mac's estimated net worth is thirteen million dollars. Goodness gracious. Um. And on his most recent tour in, oh, I shouldn't say most recent because I don't know if it was, <laughs> at least in twenty twenty. Um, that stat was he had made about forty thousand dollars per night of concerts. I I believe it. Lauren Daigle is like thirty a night. So. Yeah, and I just checked her. She's worth about six million as of this month. Wow. So, yeah, I, you know, here's my thought on it. I mean, how many times, because it's shocking. It's shocking to hear him say that. And not in a bad way, just like, 
like again really not in a bad way just you hear him say that quote about like it was fake and you're like wow like you know it's just one of those moments but what I think of is like how many times have I led worship and I was just doing it you know like I I wasn't actually in it um and how many times did people say to me like I could tell that you were worshiping up there and Mm. I wasn't like and that's the thing is like discernment is not something that everybody has and this is something Mm -hmm. where that really shows yeah and you have to be careful and weaponizing that against people not that he did that intentionally but like no 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 some people do. I mean, like, how much art out there do you think is based on, yes, let's worship, but it's a facade, you know? Mm. And people buy into it. I mean, more than you think, I would guess. More than you think. Um, yeah. Well, and again, that's why, like I've said in the past on this show, being a worship leader should not be you making amends because your band in high school didn't make it. You know what I mean? And, like, that's mm. that's a lot of people. It's like, because for a moment, you get to have an audience and you know if you look at it that way you get to have an audience and like play on stage and like there's tracks and if you're in the right mm-hmm. church and there's lights and there's fog and stuff you can maybe feel like a rock star if you you know are letting it go to your head and again i'm not saying there's anything wrong with lights or fog or you know what I mean? there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with like you know the the production value i don't i don't think personally yeah but it's something where you can i've seen people who you know are like, yeah, I'm really, I'm really rocking out and like really doing this. And sometimes it's not, I think about the term a sacrifice of praise. You know what I mean? Like we should be humbled and we should be, you know, making ourselves low when we want to praise God together. But the flip side is Hawk Nelson, not a worship band. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) So which Dunn has gone on to say like, after this album, I think their producer, their manager came to him and said, time to write your next album. I'll give you a hint. The more times you could say Jesus, the more money you're going to make. And that's when he was like, okay, see ya. Yeah, I, I, I want to clarify. I'm not sh- like throwing any shade to Dunn. Like, I respect you were asked to write music and you wrote it and it was a hit. Like, great. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, more so. What I'm, is more, that? I'm and, more talking about people who do that. Bring it down. I'm more talking about people who do that now intentionally. Yeah. 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 Well, well, let's get into the album. Uh, we'll kind of listen to a little bit of each song to just kind of get like a feel for it. Um, and then I put the genius, the lyrics in the chat so you all can kind of like look at that. I was just going to say, do you have lyrics? Of yeah. We bring the sacrifice yeah. of pr- praise. That's a good song and it's scripture. the house <laughs> of the Lord. Here we go. The first song is called Tally Ho. Tally Ho. That was the name of a really good burger place in Lexington. Next oh. time you're there, Jimmy. Tally Ho Burgers. Tally Ho! <laughs> Here we go. Tally, Tally Ho, Tally, Tally Ho, Ho! My eyes on the mark and we're taking it home. Tally, Tally Ho, Tally, Tally Ho, Ho! Fire in the air and we're taking it home. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, looking at these lyrics, it, it's one I'm like, I don't know if you were maybe as subtle as you, as you thought. Like, 
we're almost done with this album. The Sweet Taste of Victory is in view. So I'm just burning everything. I'm burning everything. The Clash, this Clash is long time overdue. He won't get the best of me. You never do. I don't know. Well, there was a co-writer. Who was it? His name is Steve Wilson. Wilson! Wilson! That's all I can <laughs> So it wasn't find. just Hawk Nelson. So they're sure. credited. The writers aren't credited by like name in the band. It just says Hawk Nelson sure. as a writer. Mm-hmm. So Was he a band member? To, uh, that might be too much to ask. No, because he would have been grouped in with Oh, Hawk yeah, that's Nelson. true. That's true. Just the, yeah. Yeah, interesting. And he wasn't like the producer or anything, yeah? Uh, not that I can see, no. He might be on the album elsewhere, but. It's weird. That guitar riff was stanky. I liked it. Yeah, cool. I don't, yeah, it's listen, goofy. Tally Ho is like, what are we talking Tally about? Tally Ho though? is goofy. Yeah. But here's what I'll say um, Is it my favorite style? No. Did it sound good? Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say on the matter. Sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right. Well, here, I mean, here's kind of the reason we're here. This is the song, everybody. This is Your Love is a Mystery, which, again, to remind you, is in his own words a complete mockery of Christianity. This is him putting every cliche Christian statement on a lyric sheet and recording it, and it became one of their longest number one songs on Christian radio. Here we go. I seem to do this all the time Can you forgive me once again Or have I finally crossed the line They say your grace is always with me And you're near me all the time If that's the case I pray sincerely That your love is truly blind The people on the outside Watching me follow the crowd I'm laughing at this next line. God, I know that you exist. God, I know that you exist. I've been told a thousand times, but my friends, they all insist that the truth is just a lie. You see, the life that they all live seems like a party all the time. The temptation I resist because it's you I glorify. The people on the outside watching me follow the crowd to find a way out, you know. But something on the inside's pushing me Wow. You know what the instrumental kind of sounds like? What? Jesus, you're my superhero. Which I think it's supposed to sound like goofy. I, I, on the one hand, I understand how it was the number one song on Christian radio. Because if you're just listening to the music, it's kind of cool. Like, it's fast paced. Mm -hmm. I'm driving in my car. I'm having fun. Y'all, these lyrics. Yeah, it is literally just... There's not even like a through line of what the song is about. Like it's yeah. it's a mess. Like and you can't believe 
no one like picked up on it almost, but Well, okay. I- I'm nervous to say this, but No no no, go ahead. There's a very, very small and I want the audience to hear me clearly. There's a very small group of people that like to, you know, joke about Christians being really dumb. This doesn't help. This doesn't help. No, I mean, it really doesn't. <laughs> like, And I say very small because it's not as big as people say it is. It's very small. Mm-hmm. But, you, no, this doesn't help. <laughs> it, I mean, it really, I mean, that whole second verse, God, I know that you exist. I've been told a thousand times, but my friends, they all insist that the truth is just a lie. You see, the lives that they all live seems like a party all the time. The temptations I resist because it's you I glorify. Like, what? what are you talking about? Like, oh, what's the other one? I'm never always right, and it's plain to see you love me, Jesus. It's a mystery. What does that even mean? Yeah, I'm always wrong, but in a in a cute way. The lyrics. So, if you told me, once again, this is their third album. I'm assuming uh, f- if they their fifth if, album. This is their fifth. This album. is their fifth album. Their fifth album. Okay. Yeah. So I'm assuming fifth album, the punk rock scene. I don't know their history. This is me making stuff up. I'm uh-huh. assuming they got picked up either junior into senior year of high school, like wrote your first, like recorded. And then the summer after senior year, you start touring seriously. Basically, or more or less. Out. And then so they're probably early to mid 20s at this point. Yeah, I, yeah, I think they're mid 20s. I think he was like, I want to say he was 26, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So, oh, yeah, because fifth album. I was saying third out al- third album. You right. like mid twenty. Yeah, so this is like mid to late twenties. Yeah. So this is like your your first. This is like a first attempt. And now that you said he's trying to, I don't know how much control over the lyrics, but it does. It is cliched, and it sounds elementary. Like if you're yes. a youth mm-hmm. group band, like you had a couple of instrumentalists and they made a song, and they like if my kids that just went home from teen group wrote this song i would sing their praises yeah all day because they created something not a, a band who does this as their livelihood for five albums and sells out arena <laughs> you, you know and like, sells out arena that's the that's it does the have stacy's it does have um a stacy's mom uh, kind of vibe for, yeah. bowling for no bowling bowling for soup 1985 like i could see like uh-huh. the christian mom like at soccer practice listening to this song yeah and being like i'm i'm cool yeah, it's it's like again, it's kind of fun musically, but also yeah. like tell me you can't see a bunch of kids like at at camp like jumping up and down like screaming the lyrics oh, out. Yeah, it's definitely a camp song. Yeah, it's it's playing at the camp pool party on on the first. Yeah. Night. Yep. Now this is one that I you know not to be a hipster, but this is one I heard when I was working at that Salvation Army all the time on Christian radio. And I remember like hearing the lyrics and being like, this is not the same band and being like kind of put mm-hmm. off by it about like, what are they doing? And like, just not getting into it. And honestly, I remember thinking like, oh, they sold out, which I, I guess I was right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I guess I was right. Sold out and, and on the, like you said, on the way out. I, yeah. I mean, that's a. But wasn't it only Jason Dunn that left at oh, this well- time? Him and I think there's another member who left like two months later. And then their next album is the one with like, you know, all of the songs that you would sing maybe at a worship night or something like that. Like they became a totally different band after that. And it's funny, the guy who took over as lead singer was the guitar player in this band. He famously in the Christian music scene, he quit because he stopped believing you know what I mean? So it's like two times the lead singer of this band has had like a falling out, you know? Which mm. I do want to say Jason now, like he works for 
he's like working in a church and he has like he said he has like a very great healthy relationship with like god and his wife and his family and is in a really much better place so like good good for him him. but at the same time and he's been like very upfront about like this wasn't a great thing that i did you know but at the same time like i think that's why we need people who can be like hey guys like come on like these are your lyrics like dude Mm -hmm. what are you doing you know right tally tally ho tally tally ho ho Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde, Hyde, Jekyll, <laughs> Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde. Now, this next song also got a lot of uh, radio play. This one's called Crazy Love. Now, I know going. I know this one isn't the cliches, but I'm just interested to see Two how the lyrics hit. back-to-back songs with love in the title? Interesting. <laughs> yep. Uh, it, it, yeah. uh, uh. <laughs> Hello, Switchfoot. <laughs> Because of crazy love, maybe it's all because of crazy love. Me. This is anyone else getting a vibe like this song sounds like cynical. It's 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 um it's Jesus freak, isn't it? It is, but like it's almost like this is gonna sound weird, and maybe I'm reading into it. It's almost like the tone of his voice sounds like menacing on this one, like almost like is it the grit? Yeah, it sounds oh, like he's in poking. The, in the in the Jesus Theater, this is the kid who's been touched by Satan <laughs> and comes into the rest of the group, and he's like with them, and they're singing the song. Yeah. And his voice is a little gritty. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but it sounds like there's something about it that sounds like if you told me like this was someone making fun of a Christian band and what they sound like, I'd be like, yeah, that's that's exactly what this sounds like. It doesn't sound like again. Let's just look at these lyrics. We're the ones who believe in the things unseen, this home, this body in between. We're done talking about that now. We're going to move on to the next part of the song. We're the ones who fight down on our knees, who dare to love our enemies. Love enemies. No, it's, 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 the, it's this song all over the as, place. No, it's not. It's, there's a, the theme running through because it, it's, it really is. I'm not, I can't, I'm, I'll, I'll fight for this song. Go ahead. Yeah, no, please explain it to me. Yeah. So the third, I don't know if this is the verse or bridge or a chorus or whatever, but it says, we're the ones going to put it all in reverse, going to die to ourselves, going to live to serve, going to put it all in reverse. It's the, we're, we're turning everything. We're not like sure. everyone else. So the first verse is, you know, we believe in the things unseen. We pray this, for you know, our body isn't our home. We pray for it. We do things opposite like Jesus did. And everybody says that we're insane, but we've been changed. Like we're, we do this because and this is like the anthem song. This is the. 
Oh, it's it's the anthem song. You know the anthem song. I get exactly what this you're saying. I this is lifestyles I, of the rich and the genius. I also think you're giving it a lot of credit, <laughs> but I get what you're saying I, though. There is a through there. I will argue there is a through line with this song. The other one I can't. But this, <laughs> I think it. I think it's at least cohesive. Sorry, Hannah. Well, no, no, one, no. Talk about the co-writers on this one. Yeah, maybe. this had two co-writers: Ian Eskelin, who is a main songwriter for Francesca Battistelli, and Tony Wood, who is also a writer for Francesca Battistelli, interesting, and other many other artists. But they are both Dove Award-winning songwriters. So it's almost like they wrote like punch-ups on this one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I don't know. And this I is think... the one that got radio play. One, one of them, this one also got, got a lot, lot of radio play. Well, one of them maybe it was Ian Eskelin. Mm-hmm. Um, he won. Hold on. He was. Oh no, he was nominated for Rock Contemporary Album of the Year for this. For this song. For this album and Rock Contemporary Record uh, Record Recorded Song of the Year, Crazy Love, uh, Dove Awards again. Um, yeah. Here's what I'll say. It's maybe a little overproduced, but I don't think it sounds bad. No. Yeah, that chorus, it's got a good melody. You change the words and it's mm-hmm. it's really good. It's catchy. Back to the writers. Back to the writers, Hannah. Here's an idea. Going forward, what if every lyric put out on every record was available in like a Google Docs way where you can see who wrote what? Oh, and then wow. we can see, Ian, <laughs> what did you write? And whatever the that. other person, what did you write? And he's... So Ian's like, this world looks at <laughs> this the world that looks at us like we're ridiculous. And then the other guy's like, baby, <laughs> it's all because of crazy love. Baby. I want to know who wrote It's As Warm As Toast in the Amy Grant album. <laughs> Wasn't I that know just who her? Wrote... The sole writer? Oh, maybe it was. I don't remember. Maybe. I don't remember. No, no, no I don't think so. I don't know. We were upset about that. All right. Um, yeah. here, here's the next song, uh, which is entitled My Next Breath. Nope. Just when I thought I was gone, too far, too far gone, and no one cared. Just when I thought I was lost, so lost, I'd never be found. I turn around and you're right there. You're Oh, I know this one. Next breath. I know that I am loved because you bond me with your blood. I need you. I need you more than my next breath. Okay, now that like I heard the chorus, I feel like I've heard I've heard this at like a legit altar call before. You're never gonna guess who wrote this song. Toby Mac? Nope. Ian. No. Just, Just them. Jason Ingram. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. This is almost a worship song. Yeah. I... So is it, is it, is it, or is it, were you there at, at uh, Tam when we played worship or love song? Yes, yeah, but because I was singing that too, Jimmy. I was like, this could also be a romance song. This... Except bought me with your blood. Right. That's the only thing. Yeah, no, I'm and... 100%. Well, the second verse then gets a little more like you've. Co- I don't okay. know, actually. A shame of who I've become. You've called me by name, and by you by still yeah, that me one. the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Get even rid then, of me with your blood, and yeah. you call me by name. Yeah, I don't. But no, you make a good point because it's like this could be like just a radio song 
about a guy sticking to a girl, but that riff is very like praise and worshipy. Like, and again, I feel like I've heard this and like I've heard this somewhere before where it was meant to be taken very seriously. And like, and it it is sad that like this was written from a place of cynicism, but I even wonder how much like I wonder if this, it's not. Yeah, it's not his fault. Someone had to put it out. Yeah, well, yeah, and someone, and again, someone. I think the thing we keep going back to is somebody had to like check on these guys and be like, yeah. "Yo." Well, and they and, were and in a contract. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, and this is something maybe I wish I said on the Amy Grant episode of like this was her start. Like, yeah, who could blame her for you know what we might have criticized then? You know, all these artists are in contracts. Like, they, yeah. so yeah, you know they're obligated to do some things to hold up their end of the deal. So I, I, yeah, I don't blame them, but I just wish I could get away with writing lyrics like this. (laughs) Well, Hannah, here's the thing. Yeah. They don't mesh well. Well, the thing is, Hannah, you could get away with writing lyrics like this. I hold myself to a standard. But that's, and that's exactly (laughs) what I'm saying. But that's exactly what I'm saying is that like, you take it seriously. Like it's not a big joke to you. And like, I think that is a big part of the difference, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh man. And well and here's here's the other thing too, is like I'm thinking about this. I listened to a little bit of like albums three and four, which I didn't listen to. And if they had gone back to like their roots, I think you would have lost I would say most of the audience. And the evidence of that being Hawk Nelson's broke broken up. And part of me was hoping that when I went to Spotify you would see all the Jason Dunn songs as like most listened to. No. It's all of like their more recent like stuff there's like almost no evidence that he was there technically wikipedia says they are on hiatus sure cool but yeah no it's one of those things where and it's not even like you know he they made a i think if they had tried to do an album that he would have liked he would have lost the audience you know it's gosh music is hard (laughs) was it what was the what was the record label that put it out I don't think that was Tooth and Nail. This album? Yeah. It was BEC, which is an imprint of Tooth and Nail. Interesting. It's weird that they would focus more on the Jesus because you can get away. I mean, who who doesn't want a Trojan horse band? Like, these guys are Christian, but you don't even need to mention Jesus on the album. Because they were more successful as, as not a Trojan horse band. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, here's a song called We're All Right. Hannah, was this just Hawk Nelson who wrote this one? And Steve Wilson. Interesting. And um, Steve Wilson wasn't the producer. I I can't see that. I'll look. Hold okay, on. Sure. Because this sounds like the one for us song based on the lyrics. Like, here's the one song that I want to, especially when you hear he was like getting hammered and like getting into bar fights <laughs> during his off time. It's like, this sounds like the, here's the one song for us. 
I was going to say this sounds like, so far, this song sounds like one I would listen to the most. Sure. Yeah. I can't find. Who produced it? I mean, Ian Eskelin was a producer on the album. Okay. He's the only one I could find as sure. a producer. Yeah. I don't know. This one, it's weird though. Like in this album, that's all like very, you know what I mean? You can't go from my next breath into we're all right. Yeah. You could have gone from tally ho into we're all right mm-hmm. to this. This is a good second song. Yes. yes. And even that into your love is a mystery because that one's kind of about like, I want to party and go crazy, but you know what? I don't. Cause I want to glorify you. Segways. We people. fixed the album. Yeah. We could fix. The, we could, we could fix the album. And then, I mean, crazy love could stay where it is, I guess. And then, yeah. Okay. Let's see what skeleton sounds like. Oh, yeah. All my security wrapped up like knots inside of me. Am I ever coming clean? I see the sorrow in your eyes. Your smile is a very sad disguise. I cannot play that game tonight. I feel like I should also bring up he was uh, in the process of beginning to go through a divorce when uh, or he was trying to save his marriage at this point, which ended up not working out. But uh, well, yeah. here's a songwriting thing. So uh, this was Hawk Nelson and Wilson. Uh-huh. I feel like if you're starting with we all have secrets, we all have friends who try to keep them. I feel like skeletons should be like we all have skeletons in the closet. Right. Right. But it, instead, mm-hmm. it's I'm a skeleton without you, which like. Uh, like in my own in my own closet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving on. Don't you know you're? I'm just a skeleton in your closet. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Well, moving down to lyrics. Don't you know your sins will find you out? I'm a man, a man with a problem. I need you around so I can solve them. I'm just a skeleton without you now. This is a worse Uh, version. I wish that part wasn't there. Which one? I liked this song. Yeah. Through the chorus, I didn't read. I was like, I would listen to it. it. It felt good it felt cool yeah this sounds yeah. like a lesser version of i have a problem by Beartooth. yeah this is a, a pg for, <laughs> or like, yeah oh. i don't know yeah but then you add that on it was a little bit yeah yeah it's almost like steve maybe steve showed up because the songs weren't christian enough and he was like hey guys <laughs> all right this <laughs> next song is called we can change the world this song could stay on the album Oh no!
this was an Escalin song. Yes, it was. Um, I mean, it's it sounds fine. Um, yeah, I feel like the lyrics are just. When all God's people say, "Okay, here we go." <laughs> I don't want to say fluffy nothing, but it's like. Oh, I mean, when the hands and feet move together, we can change the world. But it okay, is... but what does it look like when the hands and feet? together but for one of the as we've said a million times for one of the songwriters it is fluffy nothing you know what i mean yeah man this is um is it is it weird that it's the same uh would it be i don't know what the word would be the same flow is i can go the distance from hercules yeah wait a minute change the world no we can make a difference never mind no it doesn't fit i was just reading it I can go the distance. I'll be there someday. Feeling proud and strong. I know every mile will be worth my while. I will go most anywhere to find where I belong. Good catch, Jimmy. Good job. Feels just similar. Not same, but yeah, it's all right. Let's see what let's see who the fraud is. You talk and you stop and you look at the mock at a kid who is right by your side. He feels straight as he takes all the jokes you create and I'll steal them with all of your lines. This one sounds pointed, <laughs> which sounds stupid. I no, it does sound pointed. I feel like this isn't just like a goofy song. I feel like this is about someone Escalin. No. or someone in the band, even maybe because I know or he another was... band that they tour with. Yeah, or this you run like... in the same circle. Gosh, is this a is this a Toby Mac diss track? <laughs> is he moppy headed? I don't know. Like... I don't know who has <laughs> know. who has moppy hair in the Christian music scene. John Foreman. Jimmy Hughes in 2009. <laughs> yeah, it could also be a self-right, like, could be. this is me, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Is it is it that we don't have nostalgia for this album? But even, I, I'm willing to say, you know, some some Blink lyrics are, are, are cheesy or sure, sure. taking back Sunday lyrics are a little, you And know, maybe they're not fuzzy. under such an extreme microscope as we're putting them under. It's just like, yeah. musically... They do, there's not a lot of like, aside from like that little, I don't even know, it sounded like a theremin in the one song with the, and your love is a mystery. That's the only thing I can remember, honestly. Mm. I don't know. This one, this one is just like not doing it for me and it's not, it's not surprising. Agreed. Sorry. I tried to look up how many monthly listeners they have on Spotify. What, what are we at? It's like 500,000, which is a lot. Yeah. I mean, after this, they, I, you know, it's weird in my, in my heart, I, I'm like, I wish because this was Jason's band that got like taken away from him. And like in my heart, I wish that 
they had just kind of fallen on their faces after this, but they didn't. They got even bigger. So it's kind of like it's cruel. The, you, know, you know, like it's it's very cruel. And you know what else is cruel? LAX. That might be my favorite song on this album. It is. That's the song. I mean, bands do that all the time, though. We are contractually obligated for 12 songs. I'm going Reliant K write a 30 second song about crayons melting. Like yep. you're filling, you're running out the clock. I just love the idea that like someone heard the um, Your Love is a Mystery song on the radio. And they were like, I love this, Bought this record. And, and then they got to this song and just, I hate it. Yeah, but also, you know, I know we've been like, wow, really not putting the, the heart and soul, but isn't Hawk Nelson on their band, don't they? Do they do the Three Kings Wenceslas one? Where they like, oh, good, good king Wenceslas was hot. No. La, 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 la. And the, the joke of the song is every single verse gets higher until the end. And that's the, so this isn't their wheelhouse. Yeah, I don't see that, but I know that they had other like goofy-ish songs. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just saying it's 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 still on brand. It I don't is. Think there's any? I mean, there could be malicious intent behind that in yeah. the past, but it's yeah. it's on brand. Yeah, you know what? My... But it just sounds like at this point they were done holding on. Chapter one. Here's my story. Probably not. Boo! Sorry, this is boring to me. It's real, but it wasn't meant to be real. Like it just yeah. kind of like accidentally came out. I don't think this is like his sneaky cry for help, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we've made it to the end, and this song is called "I Kid You Not." Thanks for the beautiful memories. Good night. And- <laughs> Sounds like somebody knew they were leaving. Mm-hmm. 
do I smell at least a little bit of sincerity? I, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. 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 It, it's kind of a beautiful sentiment. Like, it's the end yeah. of the album. Thank you. And one more time. Did the contract include a tour? Maybe it did. It might have. Yeah. So, so I know that we're like kind of albumed out. I'm just curious. Their next album is called Made. Uh, and this is the first track. I'm just curious to hear. Like, and this is without Jason. This though. is without Jason, yeah. And a new record label. I've been running down these feelings in my mind. The sick, the hurt, the jaded, and the blind. Yeah, it sounds, um, I mean, and, and two, the difference in the vocalists, it sounds like a completely different band. Yeah, yeah. And I know that John Steingard, is that his name? Yeah. Like, was a, a, like you mentioned earlier, he was a guitarist, but like, it just sounds like a completely different group. And I know we only listen to like 10 seconds. Well, but well, no, I mean, it does sound like a totally different, I wouldn't believe you. In my quick judgment. I wouldn't believe you if you told me that's the same band. And I mean, gosh. But that's what people liked, I guess. Oh, what a what a sad episode. What a, what a what a sad. Well, so here's God fell. Well, so here's the big question. God <laughs> because fell. I feel like manners wouldn't really make sense, for lack of a better term. But I I think just in closing, what do we what do we learn from an album like this? Every band go through goes through conflict. Every band goes through seasons of not wanting to do this anymore, of burnout. But it matters how you deal with it. Fleetwood Mac fought horribly and hated each other and wrote rumors, and it's one of the best albums of all time. Yeah, totally and agree. And it's yeah. about their conflict with each other. Like, but it's so good. Where I think just kind of, I wonder if what would happen if they leaned in a little more. Because like... They do kind of lean in like that one song kind of felt like a call out, but it does seem like, you know what? I'm just going to give them what they want. Yeah. And that's fine. And that was, I guess, what was needed at the time. Like, I don't think maybe any of them regret how it played out. And I know you said Jason has a few regrets, but like, I mean, he got an, an, he has his life that he is now because of this, like, which I'm sure he wouldn't want to give up. Like, sure. Um. Sure. But I just wonder, like, musically, what would have happened if they really did lean in? I mean, who was the band you were talking about the other day? Was it Under Oath? We were, we were on the way to the outlets, and you were talking about how they... Yeah. Yeah, like, their album... Their... They had they had their first album come out, and it was a huge hit. And then they said, hey, go make that album again. And they went, uh, nope, and did their own thing. And it was the number two record, like, back when they sold records. You know what I mean? So, I... Yeah. I wonder, you know... What would have been the outcome? That's a good question. And I do think that's a little different, though, going from album... Because going from, like, album one to album two, and I know people are going to be like, that wasn't Under Oath. The Under Oath, we all know that was their first record. That was their second. But I think it's hard to get back what you got away from, like, two albums later. You know what I mean? Because two albums is not an insignificant amount of time. We're talking, like, maybe four or five years. And... It's it's interesting. I have the phrase in my mind like, you know, it's it's not a, you know, it's whatever the thing is falling 99 times and getting up the hundredth. But I don't know. It's like sometimes maybe getting up to walk away. Like I, I, I'm sure it would have been a whole mess. But like, what if you didn't make this album? 
You know what I mean? Like, what if he didn't make it? What if he walked away and, like, did something else that he had wanted to do then? You know? Because, I mean, I, I'm tempted to say I don't think this album really hurt anybody. But, you know, now I'm thinking about, I don't know. Gosh. What about that kid who heard Your Love is a Mystery and it clicked for them? And now they're hearing from him, like, this was all a joke. Or, you, you know what I mean? So there there is that side. And again, like... I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like shame him or anything like that, but I am saying I think like, you know, the the stakes are high when we're, you know, putting words in people's mouths that they're going to sing as like declarations of truth about like Jesus and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, I don't know if we're taking it seriously. It can't be a joke. You know what I mean? And yeah. and he's even and again, like he's gone on to say that like that that wasn't right. And I get it. And I think, you know, we we as leaders need to be careful about like what we're putting in like our people's hands yeah that kid that's like this music like saved my life yeah you know yeah and then to learn the truth it's like woof yeah but i would also say like i don't know that doesn't mean you have to throw out the baby with the bathwater, you know like because i'm thinking about when jimmy was telling us about how his you know one of the things that led him to christ was like a christian version of click mm -hmm. you know so I think God can use anything, and I think, and I think that also as leaders, we should be careful about what that anything is. Sometimes, it's it's so complicated. I'm so glad that Jason found his way back home. Mm. And once again, I wouldn't hold this album against him. No, it didn't feel. We never punched down at this album, and I don't think we said anything that he wouldn't say himself. Knowing that it came from a place of you know just trying to get this out, and even to a certain point, like I'm, I'm physically done. I don't want to do this. I'm yeah. going to actively try to make this bad and they still pass it like that. That's on the, that's on the producers. That's on whoever put it out and it's not his fault. And yeah, I wouldn't hold it against him. Once again, I think it's really cool. I'd love to see a three episode, 40, 40 to 45 minute Netflix, not Netflix, sorry, like a Hulu documentary about, this album or even just Jason. Mm. I think he sounds like a super mm. interesting character. And for that kid who was maybe 16 in 2013 and this album really changed their lives, they are probably at an age now where they might be going through their doubts and to see, you know, someone who was so influential and then they walked away and then came back, I think is a stronger testimony. I think, Absolutely. I think anything can be blessed. So having that thing, having that story is kind of cool. Are those songs something that I would listen to now? No, I'm not nostalgic for it. Um, looking at musical lyrics with in such context in such context for anything under a microscope, music lyrics, they're gonna be goofy. Mm -hmm. Every song is goofy, even poetry. If you're just strictly observing it, sure. So it's hard. Um, I wouldn't listen to it again. I did like the fraud song. And I liked the LAX song. <laughs> Maybe at an airport. That I'll was the best to LAX. song on the album. Yeah. Maybe at an airport. And I don't airport, even like yeah. songs like that. Yeah, I was like, okay, they're having. I I hope he had fun writing the airplane yeah. song. Yes. Like this is like just an outlet. Like let's just goof around, and maybe that was a good day. Maybe it was a terrible day. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, yeah, I wouldn't listen to it again. Um, if this album speaks to you, great. If it doesn't speak to you, great. <laughs> great. Great. In conclusion, folks, uh, I don't know. 
maybe listen to Hawk Nelson's like first two albums. Hey, let's get let's get them back on Spotify with like the OG music being there. Their top listen to songs, huh? Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Um, but you know, this was this was fun. It was an interesting uh, to tr- try something new, an album that none of us really had any ties to. But uh, I don't know. Maybe you could let us know some albums you'd like for us to listen to, or some bands you'd like to hear us talk about. Maybe. Uh, gosh, uh, yeah. Uh, Jimmy, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I would like to plug your favorite worship band or Christian band. If you have an old record that really spoke to you, dust it off. If for you, if that's crazy love and you want to listen to it in its entirety, dust it off and uh, just look at it, ob- observe the lyrics and see what resonated for you. And yeah, and en- enjoy. Or if it's a worship album, you know, worship the Lord with music this week. He he made us creative. We have a whole book of songs. So let's, a couple books of songs. Yeah, so, yeah let's... Uh, Listen to some worship music this week and glorify the Lord. That's beautiful. Uh, Hannah? Yeah, I would like to plug something a little more serious. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've been reflective on how much life has changed over the summer since we've been away. Um, and for the better. You know, God has really provided and answered a lot of prayers. And work's going great right now. Um, and I am just thinking about... Um, you know, the reason I'm at the college I work at is for the students and loving the students. And um, that's really become a big part of my heart. So I'd like to plug all the students and God answering prayers. And at God fills the pod on Instagram. <laughs> Yay. Uh, yeah, I I would like to. Yeah, I'm, I'm with everybody else. Let's. You know, take out some old records that maybe you loved and listen to them and see if maybe they have something new to say to you. But until next time, I've been Mr. Zach. I've been Miss Hannah. And I've been Prostitute. Jimmy? I'm sorry. Are you guys okay? Yeah, our fire alarm's going off, but nothing's on. Like, it smells fine. That's, whew, that's a heart racer. So, sorry, when Zach, this is all a distant, out like- yeah, yeah, that's okay. When this is all a distant, a, a distant memory, uh, for some humor in it, I too was sniffing, even though I'm eight <laughs> hours away. That's You're hilarious. A- <laughs>